Shibuya, Shibuya, Shibuya. Roll call. Phil, you feeling all right, man? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Do I sound okay? You sound okay. I mean, last okay. week you were pretty stoned. And then in the meantime, you also oh, finally, finally, uh, finally joined the ranks of, uh, joined the club, being affected by Mrs. Rona. Yeah, it took a sweet off time, two years, and then it finally, and I, Dusty had it, and I didn't catch it. Yeah. And then here we are. It's finally here. But you're catching me on the tail end of it. Yeah. It's been a week, no, it was last Wednesday. This is Friday now we're recording. Yeah, it was a bad few days, and then it was just really, it was just exhaustion. It was like, it was like at first it was, it's just so weird. It started with a backache. Like I went to, <laughs> it was like Tuesday night, and I was just like, fuck, my back is really sore, and it was like seething up, and I couldn't mm. sleep, and I was getting chills and shit. And I woke up like with such a bad headache, but I figured, it was, oh, because I didn't get any sleep. But I was meant to go to work. But I'm like, you know what? I'll just take a test just in case. And that little line, I've never seen that little line on one of my tests. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh. I came in and worked up to you. I was like, what do I do? What do I do? Just like waving the test in her face. Um, so she covered me and everybody had to cover me. Yeah. And then in a few days of just fucking everything being congested. And like, I didn't really get that bad of a cough or anything like that. It was so... I think I did a okay. My, I mean, I'm getting that the vac, the vaccinations helping. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Didn't get too bad symptoms, but I would. It was just what I wasn't sleeping. So I was like bed bound for days, and then yeah. the last few days I've been up and about and just. I'm tired, and I might still sound a bit nasally, but I'm I'm okay. I'm, yeah. Thank. Yeah. I just. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to stay positive because everybody's like lucky, fucking lucky. You know, it happened now and not during the movie and stuff. And that's true. That's <laughs> yeah, really true. That's I, true. I, I wish I didn't get it at all because essentially yeah. it took, you know, now it pushed me even further because I was a week where I couldn't really do any work on it. And we're in like the home stretch now. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm doing better. I'm ready to talk movies, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of in and out of consciousness. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot to talk about. How How about you? Did you get COVID? You didn't get COVID. I didn't get COVID, no. Again. Again, no. Not yet. How do people get it multiple times? I don't know, man. Like, I'd be pissed. Like, yeah, it's, it's... I don't want to do that suck. again. Like, it sucked when I got it that first time. Like, you, it was just like... Yeah, and you were stuck in Scotland as yeah. well. Like, the day before, like, I took the test and knew that I definitely had it. Like, I was just like... I just start feeling bad. I was just like, what is wrong with me? And it was like a mental thing as well. Everything is just like, my body was just like, I'm miserable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then like, I woke up the next morning and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Your body's like, a test like, and I was just like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Took another test immediately. I was like, oh no. <laughs> it just kept happening. Yeah. And you're like, you're waiting. At some point you're just waiting for the test catch up with you yeah <laughs> like two two three days then, you know testing every day mm-hmm. i don't know why but like two three days then that line is sick it's like <laughs> yeah. you definitely yeah. have covid Stop and then it gets lighter me. again you got yeah. it <laughs> you got it like you just stay home yeah just do nothing <laughs> you know it's like i'm usually quite good at doing nothing but like right now it's quite you know painful yeah. to sit around and do nothing when i have so much on my mind yeah well, I'm glad you're doing well, and I'm glad, uh, you know, you're 
on the other side of it and you're so close to getting to kick off to make your movie Movie. Which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, mm. Phil's kind of gone off the grid, ladies and gentlemen. He's uh, shut down all of his social media accounts. I don't grid, blame man. him. He's lucky. <laughs> I've been meaning to do it for a while, and now it just felt like a good time to just be completely free of all yeah. that. Well, send Phil your well wishes for him to be 100%, and also for uh, making his movie. You can send that over at the PCC Podcast on Twitter. And Instagram, or you can pop us an email, podcast at princecharlescinema.com. But hey, you know what else? Last week, we had a lot of fun. Phil and I got like really, really high. Well, I didn't, but Phil did. And, oh, I, um, I don't remember. I literally lost all memory of recording that episode <laughs> until you sent me the freak in a cage thing. And I was like, what is that? Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, freak in a cage, that's a thing now. So over at patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast, you can support the podcast. As we say all the time, you could be a dude, multiple facets and tiers. You could be a dude. You could support us for as low as $1, one pound, whatever. Or you can be a Cinecaster, a true blue. And you can support us for four pounds a month, or I think it's $5. And you get uh, bonus episodes each and every month. Plus you get early access to all these episodes. And also, if you support us at $25 or I think it's $19.50 a month, that is a good bagel boss. And with that, you get to request a special episode. Anything. Anything you want us to do. Phil and I will do it. Um, You only need to do it that one month and then you can pop back to being a Cinecaster and then you get that bonus episode in the feed anyway forever. And it's always there dedicated to you. And then now, if you want to be a freak in a cage, <laughs> you can support us for as low as $1,595. What that does is it's going to buy us freakinacage.com. We want that domain. We want that domain. And we want to, I don't know, build a website called freakinacage.com where we're going to live stream you in there and then if someone like wants to they can go view like breadcrumbs collective or something i don't really give a sure, shit sure. i just, just want, gonna rewrap I just back to the collect to yeah, the podcast site i just really want to freak in a cage um and then also you you get two bonus episodes <laughs> two not one but two it could be the plus, same movie twice plus all that other stuff yeah you know that we mentioned earlier freaking a cage Dot com is going to be ours if you be our freak in a cage <laughs> and uh that's over at patreon.com forward slash the pcc podcast uh but it, also last week phil and i we were we were like really stoned and we were thinking it was the 20th anniversary of, dude where's my car it wasn't <laughs> but it was worth looking into you know because that was a fun little stoner comedy i mean it's not as fun but the episode was fun um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It features, you know, a wild goose chase, the perceived notion that the main characters are on drugs, and, you know, the supposed power of love driving the characters. <laughs> the supposed power of love. <laughs> Not really. Um, <laughs> so, so this week we are going to, uh, you know, actually celebrate the 20th anniversary of a film from 2002 that features a wild goose chase, characters actually on drugs, and the disdain for one's hometown and everyone in it that drives the character in what film, Phil? California. It's the OC. <laughs> it's the OC, Orange County. Wanted to do the sign, but it's back with them. <laughs> you gotta like fun. mirror your camera. Yeah.
My name is Sean Brumder, and I live in California, in a place called Orange County. I was just another Orange County surfer, carving waves, playing volleyball. But there's more to life than extreme sports and partying. I want to be a writer. A writer? What do you have to write about? You're not oppressed. You're not gay. I don't know if Orange County is the best environment for an aspiring writer. Let's talk graduation speakers' ideas. Toni Morrison. She won the Nobel Prize. Dana, didn't you say you have a cousin who's friends with Britney Spears? I'm applying to Stanford. I didn't get in. I don't understand. You're overreacting, man. Looks here like your SATs combined are 940. No, I had a 1520. That's Shane Brainerd's transcript. And you are? Sean Brumder. Hmm. You sent in the wrong transcript? Adjective. I didn't get into college and check me out. Just because you have to go somewhere closer to home. That's all. Let's get lit and go jump off the roof of my house. I gotta get out of here. I should go up to Stanford. If I talk with the dean of admissions, he's gotta let me in. I can get you there in three hours. You're getting into Stanford, buddy. I know it! Oh, my God! You stay here. I'll be back in 15 minutes with the dean's address. What? Uh, hey, cutie. Born to be wild. This is an excellent transcript. Let's go to your office, and you can add my name to the acceptance list. I really appreciate this. That's okay. You gave the dean what? Because I feel like I've known you forever. Colin Hanks. He's passed out. He's not going to wake up. Skylar Fisk. Oh, he's so fat. And Jack Black. When I was little, I was a total pyro. You want to tell me what happened here? She started it, all right? Because she was like, I hate my job. I'm going to burn this mother down. He said it was electrical fire. It was. It was electrical. Orange County. Sean Brumder, played by Colin Hanks. Yep, that's Tom Hanks' son, is a local surfer kid from Orange County. After one of his friends tragically dies from trying to surf a Point Break-esque tsunami wave, Sean decides <laughs> to hang up his board and he develops a dream of going to Stanford to become a writer to get away from his dysfunctional home life, including his divorced parents, his mom, the OG real housewife of Orange County, Catherine O'Hara, and his distant workaholic dad, played by John Lithgow, and his uh, new 20-ish wife, who's played by Leslie Mann. Except Sean runs into one complication after another, starting with his application being rejected after his dim-witted guidance counselor, played by Lily Tomlin, sends the wrong transcript to the prestigious university. So Sean, with the help of his girlfriend, Ashley, played by Skylar Fisk, who is, uh, you know, Sissy Spacek's daughter. Wow. I really? I thought she looked familiar. His drugged-out loser brother, Lance, played by... Jack Black! Lance! Oh my God. They jump in a van and they head to Stanford to try to convince the Dean of Emissions, who's played by Harold Ramis. Holy shit, Dude, what a cast. Just fucking God tier cast. To let them in. It's the uh, 2002 comedy directed by Jake Kasdan of Walk Hard, Bad Teacher, Sex Tape, and the two recent Jumanji reboot films, Son of Lawrence Kasdan. Fuck. Wow. We really oh, let man, this we guy out. 
We really yeah, left this guy. Did. This is going to come back, you know, in just a couple of weeks, guys. You just hang on to this notion of children of men. <laughs> wow. Um, and this episode's full of it. That's true. Um, this episode is full of it. Um, and it's uh, written by Mike White, creator of HBO the shows. White Stripe. The White Lotus. <laughs> the White Stripes. Uh, enlightened. And he was also the writer of School of Rock. Yeah. And he's in it. <laughs> and he's in it. It's a teacher. Hot takes out the gate, Phil. Orange County. This is a, this is like a probably a little unknown gym. I oh, don't know man. how many um, people out there. Before we let you get your hot takes in, like hit us up the PCC podcast. Let us know. know this Have film? you seen this film? Do you know this film? Watch this movie. It's fun. Dude, uh, get dude, into yeah. hot takes. <laughs> this film is like borderline, like not obscure, but like like a, like a dead man on campus sort of thing, like something. Yeah. I grew up with and loved, but it doesn't seem to be, it never really hit the consciousness. I don't know how well it did because that's not how I would like watch a movie back then. And mm. I was so surprised like watching it for this and like looking it up and seeing like how lukewarm or even just actually negative the reception was for this movie. Because mm-hmm. like hot take, I love me some Orange County. Like it really held up for me. Like it's a film that was obviously like quite ingrained in me. I didn't realize like, I watched it a lot growing up and loved it. And it was quite, um, like Empire Records, quite um, not defining. The other one, well, formative. Formative. Formative yeah. movie. In terms of soundtrack and jokes and the characters. And like, you know, I was a kid who's like, you know, fucking quote unquote, like, you know, into the creative and art and stuff. And I definitely wanted to be away from my family <laughs> yeah, and my yeah. hometown, even though I was in London and shit. I wanted to sort of, I was constantly trying to like run away from that. That story still sticks with me. Um, but I think it's great. I think it's really funny. I think it really holds up. The characters are really like, it's strange. You get to that point, spoilers toward the end of the movie where he's talking with Kevin Klein and it's like that bit in Pineapple Express where they're just talking about the movie, but he's talking about his short story, but he's just like, Oh yeah, the characters are well-defined and you know, there's great affection. And that's how I feel about this movie. Everything yeah. he said at the end, those are my hot take. Like I genuinely, <laughs> I think it, it's honestly a really great sort of, I guess like teen comedy, but like there's a little more depth there. Yeah. Like it's a bit stupid, it's a bit silly. There's some really fucking smart bits, really good moments that hold up. And just like a really relatable story and mm. like a great early 2000 soundtrack. Fucking yeah, Butterfly yeah. is on this thing. Yeah, man. yes, yes. Um, but yes. yeah, and like just the fucking cast. Like I feel like this could have been a mediocre movie with an excellent cast that sort of dragged it to sort of watchable mm-hmm. like the other movie we kind of watched for this one um but this like this i think is an excellent cast doing good work and just it making everyone making it like really great i think this movie is great yeah but what do you think i 100 agree man like re-watching this it uh was like holy shit like this is like just a really just decent movie, especially yeah, it's surprisingly it's solid, decent man. from the year 2002. You know, like we've been dipping our toes into these films recently who, you know, which have been coming from like anywhere from 2000 to 2003 or 2004. Hmm. Only a couple of them have been like decent. The rest have been kind of like, oh, better left in the past. Um, and this one is a decent movie. I I definitely enjoyed re-watching it i remember seeing it back in the day in cinema and i have a very funny memory of it where i basically had to re-watch this again 
like, I think when it came out on either video or I saw it on TV or something to like actually appreciate it for the first time, because the Mm. first time I went to see this movie, I didn't have a chance to even really watch the entire thing because I went with a group of friends Uh, um, and it was like, it was like this thing where it was like, I don't know, all these kids in my class and stuff, just like deciding to go out and go to the cinema. And it was like that perfect sort of teenage movie. I would have been like 13 at the time. Like a couple of my friends I was with were like sitting next to me and they were like flicking popcorn off of like off the seat. Oh, like no. Like off the edge of the seat at the back of Frickin people's heads. Just kids. flick, flick, <laughs> flick. And they were laughing their asses off. And like, you know, they, they, I don't know, like the people who they were flicking with popcorn went up and like told like an usher or something or the box office. And an usher came and grabbed us and pulled us out. And uh, they pulled out like basically our whole entire group when they (laughs) sussed out that it was just like the row that I was sitting in, which was me and these two other guys. They basically were like trying to kick us all out. Mm. And uh, for whatever reason, yeah, (laughs) it was really, yeah, it was I got kicked out. (laughs) Well, they, they, I ended up getting to stay, but like I missed like a good 15 minutes of the film. (laughs) And then like my experience was completely ruined because, um, for whatever reason, that there was like one of the guys who was doing it was sort of like one of those like preppy sort of like mm-hmm. boys that like all the girls in my class really liked and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, he like, I don't know, like for whatever reason, the girls were saying that I did it and that like he didn't <gasps> do it at all. And they were trying to blame it on me and the other guy. And I was like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> what, what the, the fuck, fuck are you talking about? I don't know how I got let back in. And then the, uh, my other two friends got like kicked out, but like <laughs> I got let back in. It was just like a stupid experience. Fuck, and I just yeah. remember that vividly, like, cause it was orange County. And I remember going back into the screen and I'm pretty sure it was the scene, like where Jack Black is like in the, uh, the office and before he burns down basically. The yeah, yeah, yeah. With that trick. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just funny as shit. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, but like, I couldn't wait. Enjoy it. Bus. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> no, don't no. don't do that. Put it yeah. put it out, man. <laughs> do I have to turn on your computer? <laughs> <laughs> but like watching this again, like you know, it was it sent me back to that time and just how I saw it back in the day. And like, it's mm. funny, like this film isn't like one of those. It's it, it's nothing about it that like was really remarkable at the time. I think no, it's pretty low key. Yeah, which I think is the reason why it wasn't like one of these films that like people talk about or talked about a lot during the time. It's like one of those things that like, I think if you watch it now, it still holds up and it's still just like a very good relatable movie, but Mm. it just like didn't have the really over the top, like, you know, raunchiness that a lot of films from that time used to have. No, it just has a lot of like solid performances in it and a decent little story. And it's just sort of like anyone who is like, you know, from a small hometown, it wants to get out uh, or whatever, or feels mm. like they don't really fit in where they're at. Like, it's just very relatable. Like I, you know, I felt like that as well. Like, you know, harking back on what you were saying about feeling like that, even though you were in London. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, it's fun, man. Like, I feel like it's one of those movies. Like, it's not gonna. It probably didn't hit for every. Like, hit the market they wanted for. Like, but for like kids who like watched it and got it. Yeah, they really, really got. Like, really latched onto it. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, I mean, it's set in California. Uh, Even has that song in it. Uh, <laughs> so, like yeah. a legal requirement. I don't know. While it might fall into that category of films that are, like, better than they have any right to be, despite being largely forgettable. I mean, Orange yeah. County actually can boast that it came out a year before the OC. Yeah, after that, wouldn't happen. And it also came out a couple of years prior to The Real Housewives of Orange County, which, you know, locked into that popular Real Housewives franchise. There's something so, in the air, man. Yeah, it really was <laughs> just like a big thing. And it was written by the writer and actor and eventual director, Mike White. Do you know much about Mike White? No, beyond that, uh, School of Rock. Yeah. So, he, like, obviously, he wrote School of Rock. He appears in School of Rock. He's the actual Ned Schneebly, if you are familiar with School of Rock, that yeah, Jack yeah. Black pretends to be to... Uh, get his job basically so that he can get some money and all that. So yeah, yeah, that's like, that's who Mike White is. If you're not really sure, but he's like pretty entertaining, man. All right. So this is fun here. And I was really excited. I'm glad you've already even said the name. So he, he's from Pasadena, California. He was a neighbor of Jack Black. So they became friends and they, when they were working on this film together, and then they eventually team up again for school of rock. And then he also wrote Nacho Libre. Uh, oh with, my God. With the Hesses. I mean, like he he didn't like really write it fully. I think he just came in and helped write it. So. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Like if I would say, cause I really like Mike White's stuff. And I think like, if there's any good elements, that's probably Mike White. It's him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he got to start, start writing, you know, some films. And uh, one in particular was Phil dead man on campus. There we go. There we go. <laughs> it's all tied together. It's all coming back, isn't it? Oh, man. Oh, and under, another underrated banger. Eventually, he wrote and starred in the breakout indie comedy called Chuck and Buck. Have you ever heard of that? No, never heard of it. This film, low-key, is really fucking good. I saw it on, on TV like really late one night, um, I don't know, years and years ago, and... Like, I just didn't know what it was. And it's so weird. Like, it's uh, it's this weird sort of like queer film in a way, like where he plays this, like, I don't know, like sort of childlike man. Like, you know, I guess someone who has some sort of learning difficulties and he's sort of got the mind of a still like a child and stuff. And he's like living with his mother and he decides to move out to L.A. and just like write a play. But when he's there, he meets <laughs> up with his old friend from childhood. Um, and <laughs> yeah and he like basically like tries to rekindle their friendship and you start to realize that like all like throughout their like young lives they lives they experimented sexually with each other and stuff and he he's still in love with him and he's trying to like you know, oh. rekindle this relationship but obviously his friends like way more advanced mentally and is about to get married and all this sort of stuff and it's this like low-key like like closeted sort of gay film and stuff. And it's because it's like Mike's father was uh, Reverend Mel White, who used to be a ghostwriter of evangelist Jerry Falwell and Pat Robinson. But in 1994, Reverend White came out as gay and he divorced his wife and he moved to Laguna beach with his new husband. And he became this really big gay activist. So it's like, it's kind of like this thing that kind of runs through, I guess like early Mike White stuff and just sort of like, um, throughout his entire career. Cause he came out as bisexual himself later. Mm. Um, and orange County is sort of meant to be semi autobiographical to Mike white with Mike 
Mike White saying that like I went through the main character's experiences in a lot of ways and I'm still going through it. You wonder if in a culture where great literature doesn't have high value, there's a place for you and it and does that mean that you need to escape it or can you stick it out? So he also mentioned that while he relates to Orange County's hero's literary ambitions, that his romantic life in high school was no inspiration for the film mm. as he barely had one. In fact, <laughs> anxiousness to explore his sexuality became a major motivation to leave home for college. And he said that's certainly the underhanded gay reading of Orange County. <laughs> if there is oh, one. man. If you substituted I'm a writer with I'm gay, you could certainly see there is a veiled coming of age gay story there. That totally works. That's really <laughs> fucking interesting. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know any of that about Mike White. Yeah. Um, he said it's not specific to Southern California beach culture, that it's about any place that isn't conducive of uh, high cultural aspirations. He said this is a story where someone with liter- literary aspirations uh, trapped in a world that's not literary but instead of a world uh, of cheerleaders, surfers, Britney Spears, Beavis and Butthead speak, uh, <laughs> it blankets this country because of television. <laughs> it's yeah. a really well-observed movie without like it feeling like punching down. Like mm. it, it gets to have fun with the team. Yeah, you know, definitely. Like, because by the end, I, but I never like, like I love his friends in the movie they're fucking idiots but they're great they're sincere so i you know like i don't mind like same but same with his fucking alcoholic like parents like yeah they're awful but they're by the end they're great like yeah just you realize it's all that's just how part of people are yeah (laughs) and that's like it's such a simple thing he has to learn like Mm. that all of these people made you who you are and that's your inspiration you don't have to like i would like that sentiment you know like with people you know, like everyone goes through a phase where they have to find themselves and sometimes you need to travel outwardly to do that. But it's always an inward journey. It's mm. always everything you need is already right there. It's just like trying to find it. And it's such a simple thing of like you don't have to run away and find the thing. It's always with you. You just have to sort of look for it. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. And I like that like, you know, this sort of story kind of can like you said, it can be kind of anywhere and it's like Mm-hmm. It's not specific to Southern California, <laughs> but it, you know, it shows that like there are people like that everywhere and, you know, and it makes you feel like maybe a little less alone that like there mm-hmm. are other people out there who, uh, you know, might feel the way that you do. I know I always sort of had that feeling growing up, like I always kind of like laughed and called myself like a transplant or something because like, I just never felt like I was like supposed to be from where I was from. Like, mm-hmm. Now I don't feel like, me being in London has like really um, been like what my calling was. That's just kind of happened. Like, mm-hmm. but you know, for me, it's funny because I always felt like, oh, I should have been over in Southern California, you know, yeah. surfing and playing and punk rock bands and, you know, and then finding my garage psychedelic surfy phase, <laughs> you know, like it's all there. It's yeah. all there. But, um, but yeah, like, you know, it's, it's funny that like, other people are going to have those sort of feelings no matter where they're at and uh, just not really feeling like they fit in. I think that's what's kind of cool about this story. Yeah, I mean, substitute that book you find in the sand, right? For a film, for mm-hmm. an album, for anything. Yeah, definitely. And it still works. Or a dildo. Or a dildo. A big giant dildo. <laughs> you know? There's something in there. Yeah. Um, Orange County also saw Mike White, who worked on Judd Apatow's shows Freaks and Geeks and Undeclared. I said last week, 
that uh, we'd be talking a little bit about stuff that had Seth Rogen in it. Um, so yeah, this is it. He was in both of those shows, and both of those shows fucking slap. But uh, <laughs> he he teams back up with uh, director Jake Kasdan, who directed on both of those shows. In a couple of weeks, we already kind of like teased. You know, we're going to be kicking off this new little mini arc. It's going to be coming your way. And I'm happy to go ahead and just sort of announce it, seeing that mm. this film is directed by Lawrence Kasdan's son. And it also stars the son of Tom Hanks and the daughter of Sissy Spacek. It's called Children of Men. And it's a little season. <laughs> children of famous men. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just calling it Children of Men. Famous people. <laughs> and it's a little season where we're looking at some of the selected works of children of famous people in the industry. This could be like an arc that pops up again and again with different themes, but we're going to kick it off with directors. So famous directors who are the kids of famous directors. And somehow we didn't even think about Jake Kasdan for this one. Like no, it didn't even right come we could across. Have done, we could have done War Card. I know. It's such a good movie. 2010 movie. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but yeah, you know, it's uh, that's going to be coming your way in a couple of weeks. But please do note that uh, while we do have a very big special episode next week for a very special occasion, which we'll give it the deets for at the end of this episode, uh, myself and Phil might be taking a little bit of a break because Phil's going to be making his movie and I'm going to be possibly moving house. And uh, we're going to try to get as back to it as quick as possible after all that's wrapped up. Um, but like, I hope that's not a big deal because Phil's got a lot of movie to make. And uh, we're just trying to blast through these things so that you guys have episodes to enjoy each and every bla- week. Blasting in the ass, man. <laughs> blast you in the ass with the children <laughs> with of With <men>. content. <laughs> that doesn't sound right at all. No. Uh, but yeah, uh, Colin Hanks, man. Colin fucking Colin Hanks. Hanks into shit, man. This was like his first like breakout, like get to star in a film. You know? Yeah, and I don't think I realized it was Tom Hanks' kid for a while. Mm. Um, until going back and then you start seeing him and like oh he's done that thing you do and a bunch of other stuff and I know he's been I mean he's had a good career and he's been around but like the pride he never did you know have a bigger like career in movies or like maybe not as like a leading guy but I don't know like I thought he I always thought he did a really good job in this movie and he reminds me of Tom Hanks in, in little way only specific lines he'll deliver them like his voice kind of sounds like him yeah, um, yeah. you know Sometimes I'm like, that's Woody, but it's just, you know, and I don't know, I don't know if people felt the same uh, coming out of it. I thought he does a good job of holding up this movie and it's hard considering, yeah, it's like his first uh, big leading role, but he, he's good. I think he's really good. Into, I can't yeah. get the bit out of my head since I rewatched this movie of when he, it's right at the beginning of the film. It's um he, when he, it's like the montage of him reading the book in multiple places and he's on the beach crying yeah. at the yeah. book and his girlfriend's like, are you okay? And he's just like, it's just so sad. <laughs> and I just yeah. can't, yeah, just like I think about that like every yeah. day. I don't know why, <laughs> but he's great. Him, like, I mean, I've, he's, 
he's surrounded by people who steal the show. Yeah. But he is solid. He's especially when he gets to like freak out a bit. Like yeah. when he freaks out at Lily Tomlin, he's so funny. Yeah, definitely. Like he he does what he needs to do. He's supposed to be the straight person in this. Like yeah. everything around him is like falling apart, like in his mind. And he sort of comes off a bit bratty at times, like, you know, why not me? Sort of like, of I want to go to college. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, dude, you're rich as fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it, at the same time, like, uh, he's very likable. And I think, I think like, you know, it's a, it's a lot to be, and I think that's what we're going to kind of be charting with this whole children of famous men, children of men uh, season that we're doing. And it's kind of fun to talk about it here because Colin Hanks is like, got the biggest, like, cause we were, we, so how we came up with the idea for this whole thing was like that we were talking about like, um, equating it to like wrestling, like who, like, cause we're Phil and I are just stupid wrestling fans <laughs> and we're, we're sitting around drinking with some friends, um, recently and we brought it up in that night out and yeah. we were talking about like all like directors, like directors who are the children of a famous director, like. Who's like the Charlotte Flair to the Ric Flair, you know, yeah. or Cody Rhodes, you know, to Dustin Rhodes, Dusty yeah, Rhodes, yeah, or, or yeah. like, or is there like, you know, the David Flair to Ric Flair, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, exactly, yeah, because there's, there's, there's those a Chet, there's Chet Hanks, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's Weird Chet fucking Hanks. Chet Hanks who, you know, yeah. insists on speaking with a Jamaican accent or mm. patois accent, and he's white, painfully white. <laughs> yeah. um, but Colin Hanks turned out like solid. He looked like a really normal dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, so it's like, what happened? Yeah, and he's been How, a lot of to these children of men. Decent <laughs> stuff. I mean, I really liked him in that season of Fargo he was in. Um, I yeah, just, yeah. I think it's just like he's got a lot to live up to to be the son of like probably one of the greatest actors of all time. Like, yeah, and at least like one of the biggest commercial actors yeah, of all time. Like absolutely. everybody knows Tom Hanks. Yeah, everybody loves Tom Hanks until he um, he does something shitty. Uh, but you know, it, he's like one of those like yeah, like pure sort of celebrity like pure acting entity to everybody yeah can go but you've done there's something tom hanks has been in that you love yeah whether it be toy story or forrest gump or fucking saving private ryan there's mm. something that he's done he's that played has, every like, effect- american ever yeah pretty much i mean we've covered him a few times big and stuff yeah i mean like i i think it's just it's hard i think like con hanks is very good but he just doesn't have that like it Mm. And it, like, not everyone's gonna have that. He's not Tom Hanks. He's, he's not Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. But yeah. no one, like, yeah, it's just. And like you said, there's like so many people in this film that are really just kind of like, you know, running away with the show. Particularly Jack Black as Lance, his his brother. Holy shit! This is just like one of my favorite performances in a comedy. Like maybe not ever, but just like around that, like in the 2000s, mm. just like Jack Black is great, and like, but it's not. Only you like really like a handful of movies like use him really well. But like, you know, know what it is? It's, it's Jack Black as a supporting character, which now, is always better. Fine, I, I'll, apart from I'll apart from School of Rock, I'll give you School of Rock. Like, but that's perfect. Fucking yeah. best leading role he's ever done. But easy. But like Jack Black, he was fucking out of control in like the early two thousands with these amazing support and even into the early nine, oh, sorry, the late nineties as well. Cause I mean, obviously there's like high fidelity and stuff, but like high fidelity and cable there, guy. Yeah. There's <laughs> these films that he was in. Like they're just incredible. These supporting roles that are just so good. Like saving Silverman. This is just like him and Steve Zahn are just like so beautiful in that film together. It's so funny. Um, and this is up there with that. It's just 
so funny. Like just so, so funny, so infinitely quotable. Yeah, just like can I score some of your piss? <laughs> you know, <laughs> things like that. Like you know, when he comes in, he's asking for like Bob's pain pill, and he's just like. <laughs> like that, yeah, on his belly doing cartwheels, he's, he's like, going crazy. Yeah. He's just on every drug imaginable. Yeah, he looks so stoned. His eyes like, are so fucked. Like, like that bit in the uh, car when he's driving, and he's like, "Look, I gotta ask you something. No, I got something to say. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna fucking you know make fucking t-shirt, fucking hat, you know, just fucking t-shirt that just said, you know, fucking talk to the hand, you know, <laughs> like loser, just like just absolute, like just a loser and like completely spaced out of his mind yeah. and keeps inadvertently destroying Sean's life. But he really does try to help. Yeah, yeah. And it does, like, it does, he doesn't end up choosing to go, spoiler, but like the thing he does burning down the building does <laughs> fucking pay off. Like yeah. it does get him in if yeah, he wanted true. it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because they- Yeah, they, to, total electrical fire. Total. Yeah, his yeah, parents she, end she, up paying She's fucking liar. <laughs> she's fucking liar. I don't know her. Yeah. He's so, he's on fire, man. He's so fucking funny. So I love. I could watch yeah. Jack Black. Like me and my brother still quote Jack Black in this movie. There's lines in the regular that are referenced to <laughs> Jack Black in our Orange County. Like one bit where he like throws the piss and he goes, "Fine." I have like a line like that's literally lifted, like just like that. Yeah. into the script. He's he's fucking great. He completely steals the show. He's so funny. I love like when uh, Sean like jumps into the into the pool and he's just gonna drown himself or whatever or you know that that sort of classic moment and he just like runs and jumps in. Um, but the jump, yeah, and he's like taking off like like he's a, it's like he he's gonna run in, but then he decides to take his socks off before he does it. <laughs> and like, it's not even he doesn't dive in; he literally like runs, just, like, in. runs he does, in, like, like a little patter patter yeah, into like, the water. It's like um in Super Mario Brothers, like when like you're playing yeah. with Luigi and he's like jumping and he just does those little that little kicks. flutter. <laughs> yeah, it lets him hover for a bit. <laughs> Apparently, that was like the it wasn't in the script the whole taking off the socks thing. That was the idea from the wardrobe assistant. They just like <sighs> yeah, like. You should just take your socks off. That would just be really funny. <laughs> and he apparently wore a wig throughout as well, like throughout the. Oh, world. that's not real. The yeah, hair. That was a, a wig. Good look, a wig. Yeah, it's good. Wow, yeah. I'm usually really good at pointing out wigs, yeah. and I did not notice. Um, his parents are Catherine O'Hara, Cindy, and uh, she's got her husband Bob, played by George Murdoch, and then there's John Lithgow as Bud Brumder, and his wife Leslie Mann as Krista. Jesus Christ, man. Just bangers, man. All of that is great. Even like the Bob stuff is like kind of funny because it's not over the top. It's like this No, film it's sweet. He's is, not weird. Yeah. yeah. It, well, even like, you know, the slapstick stuff with Bob, like mm, where yeah. things fall on his head or- Quite like, minimal. It's, it's so minimal. Falls down the hill. Like it's, it's, it's sort of like this thing, like we're just talking about like last week's film to, you know, the year 2000, roughly the same time. You know, like, all right, so you have his- friends like uh you know sean's friends who like mm. say these weird sort of things about like you know i don't know like beating each other off or like you know giving Blowing each other a job or something yeah, you naked. know yeah. like they're just saying like these things like kind of alluding to the fact that they're gay but it's just played off like it's no big deal yeah 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 Whereas, it's just like, like that the, they're confused it's yeah. not like that the joke is that they're gay who gives yeah. a shit and even if they're saying they're gay they're not even saying it in a way that it's like bad like you know it just no no like yeah. when you read it today it doesn't even come off that way and it's just like no, but no, last all. week's episode it was just sort of those like what it's are, bad 
where's your tone here? Like, I don't really get like, you know, where you're coming from. So mm. yeah, it's just, it's bizarre. The whole thing is just kind of funny. Like, you know, you have like Catherine O'Hara is always hilarious. She's so good at playing this sort of drunk mom. She's arguing with the maid. Yeah. yeah. Who's she, remarried for her. with yeah, this exactly. older like, fucking bef- guy. It's just before <laughs> everybody, you know, cottoned on. And I mentioned that before when we did home alone, like with shit Creek, it was like, she, yeah, she was playing that here. The, yeah. Yeah. She's always delivering the brilliant performance. Yeah. That, and she's just so sad. She's just such a sad character. She yeah. Comes in. She's like, okay. You know, when he's like begging her, like just for once, like one hour, I'm asking you for one hour where there's no fight and no scene, just be normal. <laughs> and she's like, I need wine. <laughs> she's like, I can do that. And she like, can't even dress herself. And she just come in and immediately bring the room down. Yeah. <laughs> she comes in, she's stumbling and shit. Yeah, but she's trying, she's really mess. trying. So she's just so, same with John Lithgow. Yeah. Like he thinks he's doing the right thing, but they're both like, so painfully unhappy and Jonathan had one of my favorite lines when you first meet him when he like yelling on the phone and he's just like I will eat your face <laughs> yeah so silly so yeah. random I always love seeing John Lithgow as well it's like that's a great pairing because like I love like anything Catherine O'Hara is in I'm always gonna love it most likely mm. and then like John Lithgow as well it's something about John Lithgow he's just so watchable he's so funny but yeah, and then it's funny because he's like married to Leslie Mann, who uh, we'll we'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty gross though if you think about it. John Lithgow played Leslie Mann's father in uh, Judd Apatow's This Is Forty. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, uh, yeah, I love but, that. I mean, he's They're great. Your father, he's a, anyway. Yeah, with the fucking little kid running around and like yeah. Sean showed up and she's just hitting on him. Yeah, it's really uncomfortable. The whole <laughs> just thing. Like, you, you been working out? Like <laughs> just like rubbing no. his chest. <laughs> yeah. He's gotten really old. He's really fat. <laughs> he's gonna die. <laughs> I love that. Like they did that total thing that like uh it's it's almost stereotypical but it's just funny that like the the woman his aged like you know married up to the older rich man mm-hmm. and then like the father's like married down to like this like little basically teenage woman you know like <laughs> that he's you know just like uh just way too old for and it's yeah. like this great sort of dynamic and then they end up falling back together again so yeah um, Skylar Fisk is uh, pretty good as well as Ashley, his girlfriend. Um, yeah, the bleeding hard animal freak. <laughs> Sissy Spacek's daughter, Jack Fisk's daughter. Like she's like been in a few things. I feel like I just don't ever see her in anything. Like she's the this only thing I know her from. Time I think she was in. I want to say Snow Day, <laughs> which is a solid Nickelodeon film. Uh, <laughs> Take your word for it. It's bad, but fun. <laughs> Just a fun, dumb Nickelodeon film from the 90s or 2000s. I can't remember. But I guess it's just like one of those things. Again, she didn't have quite the chops that her mother had, but she's it's decent fair. in this but film. She, yeah, no, she, she's fine in this. Yeah. That bit, that's the bit she had, which I'm pretty sure it's real. And I'm so scared for her every time it happened because she picked up the fucking dog on the highway. And then the bit, she's like, oh, but look, she's so cute. And the dog like goes <laughs> for her face. And he almost yeah. gets her. God, yeah. And she like, like laughs about it. I'm like, fuck yeah, that she, dog. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck that. Fuck that dog. That dog was about to bite your fucking nose yeah. off. Yeah. Um, just some fun cameos. You get like Mike White is, you know, the writer and stuff. He's playing the English Chocolat. Chocolat. <laughs> we get uh, Chevy Chase is the principal. That was weird. It's like yeah. very weird. With the the Britney Spears guy. Yeah. Lily Tomlin is the college advisor. 
which is perfect. That, really that bit, fun as well. I want I want to make she's brilliant and she's always brilliant, but that leads into one of my favorite jokes in the movie because she sends the wrong transcript. Yeah. That's the joke. Um, it, she sends some guy Shane gets confused with he's Sean Bromdo. She yeah Shane uh, put Shane Brainerd's name yeah Shane and then they Brainerd. cut to Shane and he's just like stoned out with his friend and he's like guys I got into Stanford I applied as a joke and I'm freaking out I want to see that movie I want to see what that guy's life turned into he, yeah. he fucking goes to Stanford it's sort of it's just how high man you just gotta watch how yeah, high yeah. Like, yeah, just yeah. two dudes who smoke magical weed you know that has their friend's ashes in it or something. I can't remember the spirit of their friends and they, uh, they end up going yeah. to Harvard. Yeah. Um, Harold Ramis is, uh, the, the advisor RIP dude. He's always funny when he gets his Deal fucking show, ecky man. trip out. Like, Oh my God, Sean, you're my same height. <laughs> my same that is height? neat. <laughs> yeah, that is neat. He's great. He's like, that might be my favorite so secret. Good. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't let's know. Go, let's go. Let's do it now. No, I can't. I can't. I gotta go. Um, he's great. He, that might be my favorite secret in the movie. Just yeah. Harold Ramis just like feeling himself. Yeah. He's so good. You've got the girl, uh, I can't remember her name, but the girl that tries to help Sean out and she sends her like father or whatever, or her like grandfather or something. And yeah, yeah the one by- who hooks up with all his friends and yeah. then the janitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The girl that just hooks up with everybody. <laughs> uh, but that's uh, that's Gary Marshall. So that's cool. Like he's, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. in it. Um, then you get like some fun, like, like younger people cameos that are funny. So Monica Kina. She plays Gretchen, so she's the girl at the party who's reading Faulkner, or like, or she's like reading Faulkner on the campus, and she invites Sean to the party. Yeah, her f- there's another cameo with a friend. Yeah, her friend Lizzie Lizzie Kaplan from go. Mean Girls and Freaks and Geeks. Um, yeah. So yeah, like uh, Monica Kina was from Undeclared. So there's a lot of like you know Freaks and Geeks and Undeclared people in this. Uh, and then of course you get Kevin Klein. He's uncredited, but uh, as Marcus Skinner, the, Marcus Skinner, the writer, he's great. I thought he was just a real. When I watched it when I was a kid, I thought he was just a real writer. Yeah, just had no idea that, that was they got. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't know who Kevin Klein was. <laughs> yeah, he looks so different in this film as well. He's got that like luscious hair and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the funniest cameo that I completely forgot about. There's the firefighter who shows up. Yes, <laughs> fucking Ben Stiller. Like what? Joe. Joe John. Joe, that's your name. <laughs> that's your- ben Stiller showed up for a hot minute. He's fucking brilliant. so bizarre, so good. Uh, there's the hilariously bad portrait of Colin Hanks and Jack Black in the background. Yeah, I wanted to that? ask about that. Yeah, yeah I've, I noticed it. What is like, that? It's so funny. It's so distracting. Like it's just in, on the mantelpiece. If you're it's watching, it's like a James film. Franco painting. Yeah, it's just bizarre. Just bad. So on Instagram last year, Colin Hanks posted a photo of the portrait and said, yesterday was the 19th anniversary of the theatrical release of Orange County. Quite frankly, that is insane. Can't remember if I've told this story or not, but I used to have this bit of memorabilia that some of you might recognize from that movie. The plan was to hold on to it for a stupid amount of time and then give it to Jack Black as a gift at some point. Sadly, it got warped in storage a few years ago and couldn't be saved. The painting is literally based on my senior year photo and one of Jack's early headshots. I was told by Chris Spellman, our production designer, that he found a portrait artist that makes everyone look slightly alien and thought it would be funny if it was like if it was uh, featured prominently in the Brumder house. 
nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. That's exactly what they look like. Yeah, it's so funny. Alien. All right, well, the soundtrack is really fun for this film as well. Um, kicks off, you get some, like, offspring. You get Defy You, which is just, like, a fun... Yeah, you get Cake. Yeah, it's fun great. Right song. at the beginning. Yeah, Shadow Stabbing from Cake. Uh, you get, like, a live version of Story of My Life by Social Distortion. Oh, yeah, yeah. You get The One by the Foo Fighters. Uh, this really hilarious song, because I was listening to the soundtrack, called First Time by Bad Ronald. The lyrics are fucking hilarious. It's just like, let me hear it out there for all my virgins or something like that. It's like, it's your first time. Uh, you get you get a couple of Brian Wilson tracks. You got Lay Down Burden and Love and Mercy, which Love and are Mercy fucking nice. Needle drops. Nice yeah. needle drops. Um, Everything's Cool by Lit. Stick em Up by Karashi. Lose You by Pete Yorn. Hello by Sugar Bomb. And then you get California. Oh by Phantom Planet. Shout out Jason Schwartzman on the drums. And god damn it, I like was so happy to hear this song. Butterfly. by Crazy cool. Town. <laughs> you have to play Butterfly. It's entwined with this movie. Yeah, that fucking like just that, weird cuz I remember Ju- we were watching and Julia was like out. it pulled out in the hallway and it just kicked in. Yeah, yeah. And you got all like it's that weird montage there's like the cheerleaders doing their dances and stuff and he doubted yeah. it. Yeah. And I remember like watching that when Julia was just like, "Oh, Phil's going to hate this, isn't he?" And I was just like, nope. "No, I don't think he will because this is like just a weird, you know, montage scene and it's just bizarre. Oh, it's not yeah, like it's yeah. a dance, oh, like a dance sequence. Yeah. No, it's cool. Um but like it's just so like I remember saying to her as well. I was like, films they just don't make films like this anymore. Like where you have like weird little scenes like this, these weird montage things with like a really tight needle drop like that. Like this is so yeah. of the like late '90s, early 2000s sort of vibe. It's like, an art that we completely lost. Yeah, like the commercial soundtrack. I mean, yeah. and using it in the film, not using it at the crux. Cause you only hear it now in like a bad movie. Yeah, like the first Suicide Squad, that has an amazing soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But it, the, that's because they have all the money in the world, and they're trying to buy your affection with the biggest hits of the last fifty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's so rare, and like to, yeah, to use it just right, just in the background of a song, and like. It's exactly that time. It's those kids. That's what they were listening to. That song comes up a few times. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. She's listening to it in the car, and they dance to it again later. It's brilliant. And I fucking that song is so stupid. But it's I'd be a liar so, if I said I didn't fucking love that yeah, song yeah. growing up. It's it so stupid, but it is so fucking fun. guitar. It's yeah. mainly the guitar, and even that guitar. That's a sample. That's a Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah, sample. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like the song is so stupid, and it's like the goofiest two thousand band ever. Yeah. Um, but. No, it's perfect. <laughs> if there was a whole dance sequence, I might hate it. Yeah. Anyway, this is a fun film. Uh, great little soundtrack. I mean, Crazy Town Highly recommend. is always always fun by me, in my opinion. Like, Butterfly yeah. is fucking hilarious. Um, Makes every film better. Like It's like Steel. Yeah, definitely. It's Kiss from a Rose. It's like not quite as good of a drop, but it's still no. damn good. Still pretty good. Um, <laughs> Orange County was released via MTV Films and Paramount Pictures in January of 2002 making 43.3 million dollars on an 18 million dollar budget it's still all right not too bad bad. critically it was pretty mixed it was seen as decent but just not memorable in the mix of the type of films it released at the time some critics loved it 
It was given three out of four stars by Roger Ebert, who described it as one of those happy projects where everything seems to fall naturally into place. It would sound like the kind of movie that if you're over 17, you don't usually go see, but it isn't. It's one of those movies where the description can do justice to the experience. Very nice fair review. Enough. Good review. Roger Ebert. Yeah, fair. Very nice. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Matthew Turner of View London states that there are, there, there are no real belly laughs or any fairly like set pieces. This is still a better than average comedy thanks to its witty script and its amusing collection of characters. Worth watching. Fair. Yeah. Well, Brian McKay of eFilmCritic.com describes it as a notch above the usual tripe that we get from MTV films, but it's not very <laughs> it's not a very big notch. i mean i'm still still talking about it yeah yeah all right phil as we're wrapping up here i wanted to kind of like talk about another thing uh that's from the same exact year that is oddly very similar but i think to do that we're gonna need to call a quick snack time i'm desperate for good times although it seems hopeless but if we have a snack time our hope will grow So, Phil, the next film we're going to be talking about that's coming up from 2002 as well. Yeah. Deals with a very similar idea. It's about college. It's about a college. It's about someone who really wants to go to college. So, in Orange County, Sean really wanted to go to Stanford. And it's a big school. It's a hard school to get into, as you can see from his experience in there. Um, And then the next film we're going to be talking about, just briefly, very briefly, is uh, because it's just funny. It came out at the same time. Stealing Harvard. Stealing Harvard. Uh, Which nobody listening. Nobody's probably ever seen. But Harvard, the idea, even it's in the name, Stealing Harvard. It's hard to get into horror. It's even like in the name, Harvard. It's Harvard. It's hard to get into. Like it's hard? And he has to steal to get into Harvard. Um, so I got you. I'm so with you. Yeah. So I think if you if you need to get into Harvard, right? So and Orange County, it's got orange in the name. I've got like an orange packet here. It's a uh, PhD smart no. bar, high protein, low sugar bar, chocolate, make you smart. peanut butter. If something you can eat if you're stoned, I bet. I as love well. that. And I'm also it's gonna make you smart. And it's smart because it's. High protein, low sugar. I'm going to get my swallow on later, and I'm that not going to have all smart. that belly fat. I'm going to get mad swell off this chocolate bar. Good crunch. <laughs> good crunch. Dude, this is so good. Oh, it's good? I've had a few of these smart bars, but I haven't had the peanut butter one yet. So good. <laughs> so fucking good. Oh, my God. How many um, little tubs of piss do you give it? Um, <laughs> of clean, drug-free piss. It's gonna be five, man. Wow! It's very like I know, like protein bars can be very bad sometimes. Very hit and miss. But this yeah. one's like really good. Oh, it's man. actually better than the grenade bar. I know I did that like a few weeks. Yeah, back. I like a good, good grenade bar. Grenade yeah. bar's good, but this I think this is even better. I have to try very, it. Very PhD. Gotta get, get a motherfucking scholarship. 
Come on, give us a, you know, I'll, I'll gladly subject our listeners to ads, apparently, because last week there was ads throughout that whole episode that I didn't agree to. Yeah, um, they just happened. It just happened. Take the board up at breadcrumbs to fuck it with our shit, man. <laughs> what you got? Um, it's going to be a disappointing couple of weeks for snack time. I've been <laughs> not out of the house with COVID, so I'm just using whatever I have in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, Orange County. <laughs> Orange juice, baby. Orange juice. I mean, that's more Tropicana. of a Florida thing, but okay. Uh, mm, let's not let's not go there. <laughs> Tropicana smooth. I don't play with the nut with the bit. I don't fuck with the pulp, man. I can't do it. I like um, it. Well, that that well, that's you. I'm sad for you. <laughs> I'm sad for you. So I'm gonna just because I'm gonna have some OJ. Good for when you're sick as well. Get Ooh, that vitamin C. Vitamin C O C O C. Bro, I'm fucking nailing it, man. Um. So here we go. Ooh. How was it? Ooh. You know, it's a bit old. So I've got a bit of a kick to it. Mm-hmm. Don't know how long it's been in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, good. Solid. Solid. I love orange juice. Nice. And you know, and you can fight me all you want. <laughs> I like orange juice. Don't really like oranges. Fucking throw that, you know, wow. do with that what That's you a will, hot man. Take. Yeah, don't like oranges, but I love orange juice. Fair enough. And they're good, they're, you know, they're good for when you're sick. Even Tropicana, it's like the sugar version, it's still really good. Um, yeah. How many went down smooth? How many, uh, like mislabeled pill bottles are you giving it? <laughs> four. Give it a solid four. Four. Nice. I think that's good. I think this is how we should always do snack time because, you know, in my mind, every listener stops the episode dead, goes out <laughs> and gets the snack they want, that uh, gets the snack that we're having, and then re-listens, you know, resumes the podcast and has the snacks with us. Mm-hmm. So your PhD smart bar with a little bit of orange juice, fuck, we're doing our listeners good. Yeah, you're going to be feeling we, great. We should, next week we're going to go for a jog for Operating on all fucking cylinders, man. <laughs> Just for this movie. I don't know about? what they're going to do Harvard. next week. I don't know. But uh, Stealing yeah. Harvard, yeah. So if you don't know, the premise is John, played by Jason Lee. He's a hardworking guy who only wants to marry his longtime girlfriend, Elaine. Leslie Mann again? Leslie oh, Mann, shit. double bill. Um... Elaine and John have vowed to marry once they save $30,000 for their dream house. Things are fine until John's sister calls, who's, uh, is it Megan O'Malley or whatever? Or what are, is that her name? Yeah, it's uh, Nick Offerman's um, wife. <laughs> yeah, very funny anyway. She's funny. Very- um, she calls to remind him that he promised to pay for his niece's tuition back in the day because she fucked up in a spelling she couldn't spell. She couldn't spell. What was the word? I can't even remember. I can't remember. It's like a four-letter yeah. word. It's really it's a simple. really dumb word. Yeah. Um, but she can't she can't spell it. So he promised, like, "Hey, you're really smart. I'm gonna pay for your tuition." Uh, and she gets it. And that's a promise. Fucking Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which costs twenty nine thousand eight hundred and twenty nine dollars, and it's due in two weeks. So John turns to his friend Duff, played by <laughs> Tom Green. We're in two thousand two, man. Yeah. 
Steve. Tom Green show. I'm Steve to help him. I need uh, my cheese, John. I need, I need my, my cheese. cheese. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. He turns to Duff to help him make the $30,000 quickly. And Duff convinces John to make a short-term commitment to petty crime. Uh, it's got a lot of similar beats, you know, with Tom it Green really asked does. to play the funny guy like Jack Black. Yeah. And the main premise is focusing on characters trying to go to a prestigious uh, Ivy League school. And also, you know, it's kind of funny. It's got Martin Starr from Freaks and Geeks. So another Freaks and Geeks pepper in. Plus, Leslie oh, Mann yeah. is married to, convenience store. married to uh, Judd Apatow. So, like, there's all that shit going on. Hollywood. It's weird. That came out the That's same true. year. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I went to go see this one as well in cinemas. And I thought it was funny at the time. But on rewatch... Not great. Not great. <laughs> it's, it's not, not great. That one it's is not, not like offensive. It's not bad. It's just not nearly. It's a bit as offensive. Yeah, it's the, got the, some that, moments. That, that's, that's one particular running joke that's quite offensive. Yeah, with uh, Dennis Farina, her father, and like making the guys dress up to like that, get in bed with him. That guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that dude. And then like she finds it and she like she yeah she freaked out on him and it's just oh it's sorry just weird. That was richard jenkins but richard jenkins the guy. has to do it as well yeah mm-hmm. and jason lee has to mm-hmm. do it. apart from that yeah that one's more like fine little comedy if a bit unmemorable mm-hmm. it's just again got like a really decent cut and it's got this really unique look to it like in terms of production design it looks like a fucking dr Seuss. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it looked like Cat in the Hat. Like yeah. all the sets, the lighting, everything is very particular. It's very colorful. It's very um, hyper real. And it's weird. It kind of works though because all the characters are really cartoonish. Yeah. Especially the wife and stuff and a wife and the dad. And that's weird. I mean, it works now. Yeah. But like for the first half of your movie, you're like, why are you with this woman? Like you're like, why are you together? You're clearly unhappy. And mm. like, yeah, Tom Green is there just doing a Tom Green spiel. And he got his moment. The movie had this moment. I like, I grew up, I fucking loved Jason Lee growing up. And so I watched everything with Jason Lee in it. Hence why, could have more rats. And hence, I ended up watching this film. And I liked it then. And it was fun to watch it now. Again, the few moments that stuck out. Martin Starr is very funny. Yeah. yeah, those guys, they came in and they shot the sign. And they, <laughs> yeah. they stole those, uh, you know, a Twinkies or whatever. Um so there's lots of good moments like that, but yeah, it doesn't. It's it's weird. Yeah, it's very similar to Orange County. Weirdly enough, I've just started rewatching Breaking Bad, and it. Me too. Isn't uh, that weird? Yeah. Like like one mind, but like stealing Harvard is like like how you know Mr. Baseball is very similar to a film we'll be covering. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I think stealing Harvard is kind of funny. It's like a similar sort of premise there to Breaking Bad, but like on a whole different way. Yeah. yeah, Like you can imagine like someone pitching Breaking Bad to a studio and then them somehow making Stealing (laughs) Heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can, you can draw the line. Yeah. That's funny. But yeah, this is the state of movies during this time. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird one. Like it's like, um, I guess because Tom Green is, was so of that time as well. And he had his hit or miss moments and he was even in like some films. I know if I watched now, I would be just like, so annoyed at. I'm really afraid to go back to like Freddy got fingered. Yeah. 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 And like, <laughs> but like road, road trip, trip and, maybe. Yeah. yeah I, don't I don't know. know. Um, he's in, he's in my favorite film as well. Um, grind. 
Uh, <laughs> he's actually my favorite thing about Grind because Grind sucks so bad, yeah, but he's yeah, the yeah. best part of it. Sure, sure, he's yeah. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. It was the, the contest was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the other side. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with Jack Black. Yeah, it's like it's funny, you know, used sparingly and used on the side. Mm. It's, you can see you he's a little too much up in a this. bit. He's a little too much he's dealing of. They give him a lot. There's not much to do in that movie. Yeah. And he keeps coming in. And he's a bit of a prick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he completely, like, abandoned Jason Lee, like, at multiple points in the film. Yeah. But at the end, it's like, you're a great friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he, though? Yeah, he's, Is just, he? he's just so shitty. Like, and he's like, I yeah. can't stay mad at you. <laughs> like, he's just, he's just like the epitome of someone who is a very bad actor who's just being given like way too much to do. Like, which is funny because yeah. like, I don't know, like he can be funny and there are moments that made me laugh um, in this film. But like, it was funny like how watching the night before we watched Orange County, me and Julia, and like we actually both enjoyed it and we were both like, mm. this is actually a decent little movie. Like, you know, it's not like, you could see how it probably wasn't memorable of the time, but it's sure, actually sure. decent. And to be from 2002, watching it 20 years later, um, That's a hard it's feat. actually like, it's okay. It's funny like how films from like 72 and you're watching it now, it's like, damn, that's still solid. Yeah. But like, it's a, that was a weird time. <laughs> the, it, was like, the, it was the wild west. Late 90s to like mid 2000s era. It's just yeah. a weird fucking time. And like to find films that actually stand up you know, without the, with the exception of like, you know, there's those fucking big time films. Of course. Yeah, every yeah. year. There's always like, you know, the films that are up for the Oscars. Dark and shit. And then, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh it's 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 funny because like this one we were watching it and it was like while we weren't like totally turned off by it, like I didn't like feel like, oh my god, like I hate myself. I just wasn't laughing that much. Yeah, I, I was tuning was like, out eh. for most of it. Yeah, it's just eh. very fine. Yeah. So directed by Bruce McCulloch from the Kids in the Hall of Fame. And uh, he also did the SNL film Superstar, which I... With Molly Shannon? Yeah, really like, Superstar! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sniffing my armpits. Um, <laughs> but it performed much worse at the box office, making only $14 million on a $25 million budget. And Tom Green... The made that much, to be honest. <laughs> Tom Green was nominated for Worst Supporting Actor at the Golden Raspberries. So, yeah, just fair Great. enough. He was pretty bad. Um, yeah. the, the music was kind of cool. And like you said, it's a very weird like movie, like just the way it looks and stuff. Mm. It's it's an odd one. Um, I wouldn't, if one. you're going to go out of your way to watch one of these two, I need to get into a big university. Go Orange County. Go Orange if County. If you got time, sure. you know, whatever, dabble in there, but I wouldn't recommend it. If you're on a Jason Lee kick. Yeah. Fuck I mean, it, Jason Lee, if you, you know, you're a skateboarder, you like skateboarding, you know, that he's like, he's great. got one of the greatest skateboarding parts ever. Um, you know, like, cool. Yeah. Go ahead. Dip your toes. But uh, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> as a double bill, it's fine. As a double bill, it's fine. Yeah. The double bill. I don't know which order. Maybe I think I did Orange County first. Yeah. And then I think maybe that lessened. Less I think if blood, I watch Steve Link Harvard blood. first, I wouldn't. I'd be like, yeah, oh. I wouldn't want to go. I'd be like, oh it. fuck this! Yeah. I'm not fucking doing another one of these goddamn <laughs> movies. 
But Orange County, you're like, oh, this one's yeah. good. Yeah, I'll watch another one. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, let us know what you think. That's that the PCC podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or you can pop us an email, podcast at princecharlescinema.com. Buy a freak a cage, freaking a cage over Do at patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. Um, if you've got the money, I mean, for real, that'd be hilarious. But for real, just go, just support us uh, at any of those serious levels you know but, yeah i did the same joke on my fundraiser like i did you know i had all the tiers 20 30 50 100 pound even yeah. there was one a thousand pound tier yeah it's like, really and it was just like are you serious are yeah. you kidding me but one person did it oh wow yeah i mean i, and I didn't know the person i used to have a uh, um hundred pounds or a, or whatever or a hundred dollars or whatever it was is the highest on patreon but i got rid of that um so now the highest it's 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 Freaking literally cage. it's really <laughs> literally the three serious ones and then freaking a cage is the highest. I ones. love it. Um, but yeah, that's patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. Uh, yeah, l- ladies and gentlemen, it's been fun talking about these weird stoner films. Um, the college dropout films. We're about to get into something a little bit more serious next week. Uh, we got to bring it down. Got to bring it down. You know, we have to prepare ourselves. Next week is uh, it happens again somehow. Fall it falls on. Wednesday, May the 4th. <clears throat> My God. Mm. Will they do it, Phil? Will they do it? Will they do it? We teased it last time. And we didn't. And we didn't do we it. We did something completely different. <laughs> we did. We did a better movie. We did. Yeah. May the 4th be with you. Always. And also with you. We lift up our hearts to the Lord. And with you. And with you. And with you. <laughs> this podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Copeland Connections, A Drip Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.